Hello, and thank you for joining us for the Commonly Create Wealth Podcast, Canadian Investment Edition. My name is Marcel Mayers, and I'm a portfolio strategist for Century Funds. And today on podcast, we have Brian Brown. He's a portfolio manager, Canadian specialist, and we'll talk about banks, both in Canada, U.S., portfolio activity and market outlook for North American equities. But before we get started with questions for Brian, I want to provide you with a quick performance update for Century Canadian Equities. After a strong bounce off the bottom in March, in the last few weeks, we've experienced a healthy pullback, more so in the U.S. than in Canada. From the recent peak, the U.S. market was down as much as 7% versus only 4% for the Canadian market. From August 26th, the recent peak for TSX, to September 16th, the Canadian Income Fund was down about 1.3%, less than half of the index. TSX was down about 2.8%. And similarly, the Century Conservative Balanced Income Fund, which is a 50-50 equity fixed income balance fund, protected better on the downside and actually was up during this period, 0.7% versus negative 1.3% for the blended benchmark, which is a S&P TSX composite index and FTSE broad universe index, a 50-50 split. The driver of outperformance on the equity side for century funds was an underweight to the energy sector and stock selection in financials and IT sectors. For the balance fund, both government and corporate bonds contributed to outperformance despite a slight overweight to equities, 55% versus 50% for the benchmark positive security selection in equities more than offset some of the loss from being overweight equities during the recent pullback. Now, moving on to questions for Brian. Brian, can you tell us why you have zero exposure to the energy sector? And at what point would you add to this component of the fund? Thanks, Marcel. That's a good question. In our Canadian funds, co-manager Jack Hall and myself continue to allocate a certain level of exposure to cyclical businesses in general. And for now, we've chosen to exclude energy. The first thing I'll point out is that demand growth in the energy sector is in a vulnerable place at the moment, such that if COVID-19 cases rise significantly in some countries, that may curb oil demand. The second thing, which is our main issue, is the lack of historical discipline in the energy sector. There are currently 7.7 million barrels per day of oil sitting offline, scheduled to be brought back online through 2022. But if the oil price rallies, OPEC has historically renegotiated that supply side. So we believe this circular issue of higher pricing immediately leading to more supply caused by a lack of discipline leads to energy prices being range bound along with the cash flow of the companies. We would own energy if the economy was clearly in recovery mode and if we found that stocks such as C&Q or Suncor were trading at bargain basement prices. At that time, we would get more bullish on the energy sector. Okay, thanks, that was a good review. Brian, we mentioned financials contributed to performance. Can you talk about some US and Canadian banks? What is the distinction and which do you prefer? Okay, that's a very good question. Coming into the downturn, the largest US banks were viewed as less risky by investors given the significant regulatory changes introduced over the last decade to boost capital levels and reduce risk-taking. However, Canadian banks outperformed during the COVID sell-off and on the rebound. The differences that exist between the U.S. Canadian banks uh, that I'll highlight include one being the business mix. The mix of mortgages in the loan books of the U.S. bank is lower. For the Canadian banks, the mortgages 
represent 41% of the overall loan books, while in the US it's 22%. Also, credit cards are a much larger proportion of the US loan books at about 11% versus 3% for the Canadian banks. Those credit cards typically show higher loan losses and quicker in an economic downturn. Also, the Canadian banks have been instructed to look through the crisis and effectively treat current conditions as transitory. The combination of these two differences lead to higher credit costs in the US, which has had a negative impact on their stock prices relative to the Canadian banks. At current levels, I prefer the US banks, which have underperformed. We believe we are now past peak credit losses in the US, and the outlook for the US banks is better in terms of lending growth because the Canadian banks on both consumer and commercial loan portfolios could struggle given elevated debt levels within Canada. And in the US, on specific banks, we like Bank of America. Bank of America, they have the highest deposit network in the US, and also their loan growth is growing in the high single digits. Okay, that's great, Brian. That's a great review. Now, within the IT sector, an underweight to Shopify was a contributor. Do you see yourself adding to Shopify at these levels? And what other names would you highlight in the IT sector, both in Canada and the US? Thanks. We still like Shopify and see upside in the name, given the large addressable market in global retail, which they only have a small share of at just 1%. But we still see valuation as a biggest risk and find a few names more appealing. So we're keeping Shopify at the current weight. And if it pulls back meaningfully, we would look to add. One of the names we find more appealing would be OpenText. OpenText is a Canadian tech name. They're the largest provider of enterprise information management software and a leader in the category of content services. We are attracted to the, comp the company's recurring revenue, which is at 75% of their top line and their high returns on invested capital which stand at about 18%. The business quality is reflected in strategic alliances with companies like Microsoft, Oracle, Google, and SAP. Okay, thanks for that. Over the last, say, 30 days, we've seen a lot of volatility. Can you talk about some names that you've added or sold during this period? Sure, sure. So one of the names that we've added to our Canadian portfolios is Restaurant Brands International. This is one of the largest quick service restaurants around the globe. They're in 100 country, countries and they're under the brands of Tim Hortons, Burger King and Popeyes. We are attracted to this company given the highly franchised business, business model and the strong off-premise digital offerings. Also, while there will be virtually no net unit growth this year, RBI expects to return to 2018-2019 levels in the year 2021. The last thing I'd mention is that on a free cash flow yield basis, RBI offers better value than most of the restaurant stock peers. Now, one of the names that we, we decided to exit uh, during this period is Allied Properties. Allied is a leading owner and manager of distinctive urban workspaces in Canada's major cities, and they have a, a network-dense urban data center uh, portfolio in Toronto. This is a name that we like, uh, a name that we could revisit in the future. However, we believe the benefits of urbanization for the company will be offset 
by the work from home dy dynamic, which is likely to increase vacancy and weigh on market rents. And as such, we have eliminated our position. Okay, that's a great update. Now, in terms of your outlook over the next three to six months, you know, given the uncertainty surrounding US election, COVID cases, potentially lengthy return to normalcy, how are you positioned given your views? Well, we remain optimistic that the economy will continue to normalize as businesses reopen. And we believe that the elected officials and businesses have ample time to prepare for that potential second wave. The risks uh, that are out there are, are valid in terms of that second wave and also the election in the US in November. But we believe that the reopening of the economy will overcome these risks. So we are going to continue with our barbell approach in terms of our positioning. And you know, given that interest rates are gonna be very much lower for longer, on that quality barbell, we're also looking for companies that generate high free cash flow yields that can offset those lower rates that we're seeing in the environment. Name touches Brookfield Asset Management and Brookfield Renewable Partners, we believe are, are great names to own, which generate high free cash flows, they give you a distribution, and they also do have some exposure to a reopening of the economy. And on that lower end of the barbell, in terms of that cyclical exposure, the name that I just mentioned, Restaurant Brands, we believe that that name uh, will recover as they continue to reopen their stores and we have customers returning to the restaurants. Okay, that's great. Thank you, Brian, for your insights today. In closing, if you agree with our views and our investment approach, we encourage you to consider Century Canadian funds. Irrespective if we're in a recession or a growth phase, we believe high quality North American companies are in a better position to withstand market shocks and thrive after the event. The Century Canadian Income Fund is a great option for investors who prefer a conservative equity approach with US equities bolted on for sector completion in the IT and healthcare sector primarily. For investors who prefer a more conservative approach, the Century Conservative Balanced Income Fund is an option. And finally, for investors seeking a bit more torque, there is the Century All Cap Income Fund. The Century All Cap Income Fund is a blend of small, mid, and large caps and has approximately 40% allocation to US equities. Since Brian Brown and Jack Hall have taken over these North American mandates in September 2019, they've done a remarkable job modernizing the Canadian franchise and performance has turned around under their oversight. The Century All Cap Income Fund and the Century Conservative Balanced Income Fund are first quartile over a one-year period, which was quite a volatile period with new all-time highs and a 30% plus correction and now recovery. So for the listeners, if you want to know more about Century Canadian offerings and other Century funds, check out ca.com and join us next week for another update on Century funds. Thank you and have a great day. This podcast is provided as a general source of information and should not be considered personal, legal, accounting, tax, or investment advice, or construed as an endorsement or recommendation of any entity or security discussed. Investors should seek the advice of professionals prior to implementing any changes to their investment. Certain statements in this podcast are forward-looking that are predictive in nature, depend upon, or refer to future events or conditions. Forward-looking statements are subject to risks, uncertainties, and assumptions that could cause actual results to differ materially from those set forth. Although the forward-looking statements contained herein are based upon what CI Global Asset Management and the Portfolio Manager believe to be reasonable assumptions, neither CI Global Asset Management nor the Portfolio Manager can assure that actual results will be consistent with these forward-looking statements.
Certain statements contained in this podcast are based in whole or in part on information provided by third parties, and CI Global Asset Management has taken reasonable steps to ensure their accuracy. Market conditions may change, which may impact the information contained in this podcast. Commissions, trailing commissions, management fees, and expenses all may be associated with mutual fund investments. Please read the prospectus before investing. The indicated rates of return are the historical annual compounded total returns net of fees and expenses payable by the fund, including changes in security value and reinvestment of all dividends or distributions, and do not take into account sales, redemption, distribution, or optional charges or income taxes payable by any security holder that would have reduced returns. Mutual funds are not guaranteed. Their values change frequently, and past performance may not be repeated.